This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast with Andrew Jobling, author, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and AFL player. Join Andrew as he continues his lifelong journey as a student of human behavior. This podcast will help you live your passion, explore your potential, step into your power, and embrace your possibilities. Your possibilities. Possibilities. Hello, this is Andrew Jobling. Welcome to the Wellness Puzzle Podcast for another week. I'm about to chat with Nikki Barry. Now, Nikki is someone who's doing amazing stuff. She is an inspiring speaker. She's a mindset coach. She's a yoga teacher. She's a pretty incredible lady. And I have to be honest, this conversation took me by surprise a little bit. She's had a pretty challenging past. She's had some very traumatic experiences in her life, which have shaped who she is now. And now her vision and her passion and her mission is to help people accept and love who they are. And I think this is such a powerful message and such a critical topic that I hope you listen to carefully. Nikki is very open and vulnerable with some of the things she's had to experience in her life, but she's also very clear on her mission and her passion and her purpose in life. And that's to help people love themselves for who they are, identify and accept themselves for who they are and go forth and live an incredibly purposeful life. So this is a wonderful chat I'm about to have. So please sit back, relax and enjoy my conversation with Nikki Barry. Fabulous to be here with Nikki Barry. Hello, Nikki. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Andrew. It's great to be with you today. It is, isn't it? Isn't it awesome? And I'm excited. We sat before we started recording and I said, what do you want to talk about? And you said, well, I'm not sure. What do you want me to talk about? And I said, I don't know. Let's start recording and see where it goes. So that's what I love about this podcast is it will go where it needs to go. And you've had enough experience in life and well-being and mindset and all sorts of great things. So I'm sure you'll take this where it needs to go. So Nikki, let's start with how are you? I am really well, thank you. Yeah, it's bloody freezing in Sydney today, but life is good, you know. I think the past two years with COVID has really kind of given me the opportunity to sit back and think about the direction that I wanted to head, and it ultimately came back to being able to impact people on a greater level. Which is a good thing, and I think COVID's done that for a lot of people. People in this sort of space of wanting to inspire and help people trying to find positives out of COVID, it's really given people a platform to be able to do it more and more. And I also think people have now got to the point where they're no longer accepting rubbish in their life. They want to live a great life and they want to find answers and solutions to get unstuck. Lots of people stuck, aren't there? There is. And I think what I really love what you just said about COVID, it really gave all of us an opportunity just to slow down a little bit. And to kind of like reassess, which, you know, I guess when we're in the day-to-day kind of busyness and chaos of life, very little of us actually take the time to kind of sit down and go a little bit more within and figure out what it is that we want. Yeah. So Nikki, let's start with this. What are you doing right now to have this impact on lives? And I know you're very much around helping people learn who they are, love who they are, accept who they are. And I think that's a big one. I think a lot of people have trouble with that. How are you doing that at the moment? Yeah, I guess so. A lot of what I'm doing now has come out of my journey and experience. So what I'm doing at the moment is a lot of lifestyle or life and mindset coaching. And it's really to help people just figure out who they are, because I think we all have this 
ability to be somebody that we're not um, or to kind of show up as who we think we need to be for other people. And that really only causes us kind of pain and suffering within. So my goal at the moment is really working with people to kind of clear, I guess, the gunk and the baggage that they've built up over time and really allowing them to step into the next phase of their life with confidence and this sense of self-worth. What do you think that is? I agree with you 100%. In fact, you know, I spent a lot of my life trying to be someone I'm not for people that I don't really care about that much anyway to, I don't know, try and impress people or whatever. Why do we do this to ourselves? Why don't we just accept ourselves who we are? Yeah, I mean, that's like the lifelong kind of journey and question, isn't it? I think it's definitely in part what helps us become more aware, like it's that self-awareness to really kind of, you know, understand what it is that makes us thrive in life or that fills our heart and soul. But I guess to answer your question, why do I think people do that? I just think there's been so many kind of learned and taught behaviors from such a young age, you know, like we're born into this world so pure, so full of love and light. And then we kind of get introduced to the schooling system and media and social influence, cultural influences. And I think we then kind of take on those beliefs as if they're ours when ultimately they may not be what kind of resonate with us. I agree 100%. And now you also said it's a recipe for disaster, really, isn't it? When you try and be someone you're not, it's going to end badly. It's important because I know this has been such a massive topic in 2022, this identity piece, loving yourself for who you are, warts and all, has been a big topic and it's a critical topic yet people still struggle with it all the time. We still want to look a certain way. I mean, every time we look on social media, people have got their filters on, their enhancements on. When people talk about themselves, you can tell they're not really being honest. I'm the same. We don't tell everyone about our warts and all because we don't want to be judged. We don't want to be put down. It's something that we all deal with. We're all doing it to some level. And I hope there are people doing it less and less, but we're still doing it to some level. How's it impacting lives? Gosh. I mean, straight into the heavy questions, right? Yeah, why not? I mean, how is it impacting lives? I guess people aren't really living, are they? Like, if you ultimately cannot show up as yourself and literally do the things that you love and openly share, you know, your wounds and your triumphs and you know, the devastations that we all kind of, I guess, go through in life. What is life then? It's like a big fake facade, right? It's Mm. just a front. I guess it becomes an armor that we put up around ourselves to not get hurt or to not feel pain or to not allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to not share our stories, to not share ourselves. Okay. So it's pretty much destroying lives. There's no doubt about it. And I think you're right. The cover-up can be personality but it also can be addiction it can be certainly abuse of some kind a lot of people that are not showing up as themselves and trying to portray themselves as someone they're not and they'll never be they need something to numb that disconnect between who they're portraying themselves to be and who they really are so this is going to be a very cool conversation because i know a lot of people are going to go okay well how do i break free of this 
before we get there, Nikki, tell us a bit about your journey. You've obviously been through this yourself. You've come out the other side. You've been able to really sort of tap into who you are now. Tell us a bit about your journey. Yeah. So if I could pinpoint the moment was my mum passed away in 2006 from breast cancer. And it was such a tipping point for me. I was only 22 years old at the time. I had been in fitness since I left school. I was studying natural medicine. So I was always, I guess, on this path of personal development. Like I always did the work on myself. But when mum passed away, it kind of just made me really kind of go like, who do I want to be? Like she was 48 years old when she passed away. And if this is me in 20 years time, do I still want to be in the place that I was in? And when I say that, I was probably hanging around people that I really didn't particularly like. They were into drugs and alcohol and going out and it just, it wasn't who I was. It wasn't who I wanted to be. I was always the non-drinker. And so it really kind of, I guess, put me on this path to working out who I was and what I wanted in life. And as part of that journey, there was a lot of shame and guilt that kept coming up around, I guess, me becoming who I was. And to kind of give you some context of that, when I was eight years old, I was sexually assaulted. And I had never told anyone. Mum, I'd never told her before she passed away. And so like a lot of the self-work, and this is when I discovered yoga and the natural medicine helped as well with sort of studying those holistic practices. But I had so much shame and guilt about something that I literally had no control over. And so it's taken years of really destructive kind of patterns and behaviours that took me to a point where I considered taking my own life. And that was literally because I was like, I'm in so much pain being here in this reality. Like, this is not what life is about. Life should be joyous and fulfilling. And you want to have beautiful connections and relationships. And really, I was just on a path of self-destruction. Wow. So when was that that point where you were obviously a very, very low point in your life? How old were you at that stage? Yeah, so it was... It was just, I was about 28. So going through that was when I started doing the yoga and I started studying more of the yoga, I guess that was what really helped me. Like I verbalized what had happened when I was young and it was just so freeing, like, you know, sharing that story. I mean, I've got here left on this earth plane. I have my dad and three brothers and I was like, oh my God, like, how do you tell them because their natural kind of instinct is to want to be able to protect you and so yeah it was like about 28 when the real sort of shift happened because I fell pregnant to a man that I was having an affair with and lost the baby at 24 weeks and so that was I guess the switch for me it was like I was just at my capacity of being able to deal with life. And I remember the day I was in my car, I was driving down through the national park and I was like, if I just drive into this tree right now, all this pain will be gone. And I don't know what it was in that moment that took over, but I was like, Nick, 
this is what is so powerful about life and about being human is that we all have this suffering. We all have this pain. And really since then, I've continued to do the work so that now what I really want to do is help other people kind of, you know, change and transform their life because it's such a blessing, the life that we have. And I think a lot of us take it for granted. Absolutely. Wow. And I'm sorry you've had to go through all of that. And that's all just stuff that you would not wish on anyone. So I'm sorry you went through it, but it's great to see you still here. I'm glad you didn't drive into that tree. That's good news. Anyway, Nikki, let's have a quick break and let's come back. And I want to just dig a little bit deeper into some of the stuff you've just spoken about. But I then also want to talk about the steps you took to get yourself out and to help yourself really live this joyful life you're living now. So let's have a quick break. The shedding of tears after a significant achievement, a meaningful moment or purposeful pursuit is an indication of the powerful emotional joy we all strive for in our lives. What if there was a process for personal transformation that could lead to regular Tears of Joy moments? In Tears of Joy, Andrew Jobling provides the simple steps that will predictably lead to many meaningful moments of significance, achievement and well-being. This book offers a sure and certain pathway to transformation that lasts. To purchase Tears of Joy or any of Andrew's other books, go to andrewjobling.com.au. So, Nikki, I've just said during the break, I want to dig a bit deeper into a couple of things that you may not necessarily want to talk about, but as you said, you're happy to do it, so I'm grateful for that. Being sexually assaulted, I can't imagine what that must be like, but it must have been incredibly horrible. And you were eight years old at the time? I was eight, yeah. And at what age did you actually talk about it or tell someone? Yeah, I was 28 when I started to talk about it. So for 20 years, you carried that burden. Yeah. And what was it that created so much guilt and shame for you? Why did you feel so responsible and so bad about what someone else had done to you? Yeah, I think to kind of give everyone context of the actual event, we were actually away on a family holiday and I was just in the surf and being quite young, a gentleman just offered to put me on a wave and that was where the sexual assault took place. And I guess I knew that this is wrong, what he's doing is wrong. And I remember as I went into shore, like I just remember seeing my dad and my three brothers there and dad said to me, did that man touch you? And I said to him, no, like it was that fear, knowing that my dad was this big kind of brawly kind of guy. I just knew that if I said yes to my dad, that he literally would have probably gone and killed that man like any father would want to do. So I guess as a protection mechanism, I said no. Protection for who? For the man? Yeah, maybe in, I mean, that's such a good question. Yeah, probably for him, but also for my brothers. Like, I just wouldn't want them or myself to be exposed to what potentially would have been my father's reaction, knowing that he was quite, I mean, he's a very different man today than what he was then, but he was quite like an angry, aggressive man. So, yeah, I think it was probably protection more for my family. So you pretty much just shoved it down and pretend it didn't happen? Pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. I guess 
yeah, it was like just try and shut it out, you know, shut it up and shut it out. And what I guess I have realised is that it's affected so many things. It's affected the trust I have in people, definitely relationships, like intimate relationships. And I guess just, you know, speaking up as well, it's just having that, because I was so young, just would people actually believe me that it happened? So yeah, I just shut it all out. Mm. Which is, again, a very common thing to do. A lot of people do. You hear this all the time. A lot of particularly females that are sexually assaulted and men, it's the same. Obviously, it's not as common for men, but for some reason, you can explain it better than I can try and explain it, that women, girls feel responsible. Like it's craziness when it's totally out of your control and this guilt and shame that you talk about is a pretty common thing. So I want to know, for 20 years, you effectively stuffed it down and we know that anything stuffed down for 20 years isn't going to stay stuffed. It's going to bubble. It's going to start to fester. It's going to start to create beliefs, confidence issues. It's going to start to create behavior issues. What are some of the things that that festering stuff that you're trying to hide was starting to do and how is it starting to affect your life? Yeah, I think the whole kind of self-worth and self-belief, I have been really fortunate to have a beautiful career um, and also be an entrepreneur since I was 16 years old. But um, every time, you know, I was kind of trying to take my life to the next level or set up a business or whatever, I kind of get in there. It's like, you know, you build that kind of belief up that you have the capacity to do it. And then like, sure enough, I just, all those limiting beliefs of you don't deserve this. You don't know enough. You're not worthy. Like I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the courage. So ultimately I kept feeling like I was failing at life. Basically I was failing in relationships, so failing in business. So you're sabotaging yourself effectively. 100%, completely sabotaged. You have these aspirations. And again, this is incredibly common. We all have these aspirations and then all of a sudden, I want to do this, but, and then the but kicks in, but you're not good enough, but you're not worthy enough, but this, but that. And we end up destroying our own attempts at joy, success, and happiness. Yeah, again, common stuff. And why I'm asking a lot of these questions, Nikki, and apologies, you probably don't want to spend as much time here as we're spending, but it's important because... People listening to this are either maybe in a place stuck, like you were stuck for a lot of your life, these entrepreneurial dreams, and really struggling to break free from these limiting beliefs. I think that's 99.9% of people. We are good enough. We're all good enough. We're all amazing. Yet that little voice in our head that was planted at some point in our childhood, or we started to believe at some point in our childhood, because as understandable as it is, there's no reason why that stinky, dirty old man in the water should ever make you feel like you're less than incredible. Yet, for some reason, your perception of the situation took it down that path, as we all do it to ourselves. We do it to ourselves. Yeah. Guys, you're listening to this. You're doing it to yourself. It's not your parents' fault. It's not anyone else's fault. It's your perception. So now's the time to break free from that. And what I want to now, just let's transition out of the dark into the light, shall we? Because... 28, where you said enough is enough, it's time for me to live and time for me to talk about stuff. Who was the first person you spoke to? It was my dad, actually. Tell us about that conversation, if you can. Oh, I felt like a little girl again. He literally wrapped his arms around me and sat me on his knee and just told me. So, um, 
yeah, it was, he, like me right now, was all choked up. So, um, but it was just a beautiful moment, you know, like for both of us. You're going to get me crying now (laughs) if you're not careful. I'm sorry. Don't Um, apologize. This emotion is beautiful and this is powerful because your fear of your dad, you think about 20 years of fear of telling your dad, you realize was totally unfounded. Oh, absolutely. You know, he loves you unconditionally and all he wants to do, as you said, he wrapped his arms around you and just wanted to hold you and protect you and for you to feel loved unconditionally, right? Yeah. And like he honestly, at that time, like he had no words. He's a man of very few words anyway. But, you know, I think as a father hearing that and knowing that it happened so long ago and he, I guess, yeah, I think it was just such a huge moment for him as well, like to really take everything in and hear what I was saying, but he was just so loving and supportive. So you made that admission to your dad. Obviously, you went through what seems to be a beautiful moment with him and obviously it has a very powerful effect on you because you're emotional about it right now, which is a wonderful thing. What then changed for you? Yeah, so I was still working in the fitness industry and I had already studied yoga, but I just felt this calling to go back to study more of the yoga kind of philosophy and practice. And I remember the training that I was in, like, I mean, the manuals for teacher training are, you know, huge kind of binded folders, but there was one page in there and it was like everything that was happening in my life just made sense from these seven, it's uh, called the seven steps of psycho-spiritual maturation. And it's all about self-observation, self-acceptance, self-discipline and leading up to self-realization. And it was like, I hadn't found it. Like I'd done a lot of self-help stuff. I'd read books. And in that moment, it was like, oh, wow, like it's such a powerful thing. Everything begins and ends in our mind. And so that led me to, you know, then teach yoga and facilitate yoga teacher trainings right up until COVID hit, basically. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. How do you feel about you now? Yeah, I feel like I'm in a really good place. I feel like I think I'm an incredibly strong woman and I just really want to utilise my story and the pain that I've had to really inspire other people to create that change and transformation in their life that they are looking for. You just got to be prepared to do the work. Is this your mission in life? Is this your purpose in life? A hundred percent. It's taken me a long time to get here and to realize that, but I think I've always known, like I've always seen this bigger kind of future for myself in terms of helping impact others. But It's really been about having the courage and the vulnerability to share that with others because, as you can tell, like they're not light issues to discuss. So, yeah, I think it's like taken me so many years to pull away all the armour or to break through the brick wall, as my husband says, to get to your heart, to like, you know, just allow me to feel comfortable to share what is a beautiful and powerful story with others it is and it's not you it's your story and I think unfortunately what you talk about identity people think the things that happen to them define them or that is their identity I am this girl that was sexually abused 
I'm the one that had the miscarriage. That doesn't define you at all. That's not who you are. And those stories create you. They make you. They strengthen you. They build that purpose. So we're going to have another quick break. Nikki, when we come back, we really want to offer some people some very sound, powerful, inspiring advice to really help them break free of a lot of the limitations that are holding them back and really fly to the life that they're destined to live. So we'll be back. Career well-being is an essential piece of the wellness puzzle. One third of our lifetimes are spent working, with each and every one of us facing challenges along the way. Where do you go to be heard and feel supported? We've created Hexcom, the community app to help you with your career well-being. A safe place to learn, share advice and gather insights, empowering you to pursue your dreams and achieve fulfillment in your career. Download the Hexcom app in the App Store and Google Play today. Nikki, I feel like such a horrible person. I said to you before we started recording, let's have some fun with this. Let's make it fun. And I've made you cry. I feel like such a horrible man. Not at all. This is fun. There's so much beauty in our story, in who we are, you know, and in our stories. So, yeah. Yeah. I lost my mum to cancer, been through all sorts of stuff. If we start talking about my story, don't worry, I'd be an absolute blithering mess on the floor. So we won't do that. But I think I do want to come back to purpose because I asked you, is this your purpose? And you said, you bet, absolutely. This is my purpose, but it's taken time to uncover. And I think a big thing about purpose, everyone has it. And I think there's a lot of people sitting here, yeah, you don't know me, you don't understand me, I've got no purpose, my life's a bit crappy, whatever. We all do have a purpose, but I think the problem is we're maybe looking in the wrong places for it or we're impatient to find it. But often purpose doesn't reveal itself until you have the courage, and you mentioned this, the courage to dig deep and to really expose yourself and who you are and some of those challenging times. Tell us a little bit about the unfurling of your purpose and how do we help people really start to identify their own? Yeah, I think, oh, wow, that's a fully loaded question, isn't it? Yeah, I guess for me, it's always been, and I'm sure this is the same for everybody, is like there's something that is within us. There's a burning desire to do something. For some, it may be innovation for Others, it might be impacting people's lives. Like we all have a purpose in this life because that's what we're here for, right? I think the key is when people think that they're lost in their purpose, they're not lost in their purpose. They're just not prepared to wait for it, to wait for it to come to fruition. Okay, that's an awesome thing that you've just said. And I agree. We live in a microwave society where people don't want to wait for their purpose. And this is a really important point too, because I think then we try and artificially manufacture something else to become our purpose, something superficial. Like for me, it was professional sport. That's my purpose to be a professional sportsman or even to be an author. I thought this is my purpose to be an author. And it's not my purpose to be an author. It's not my purpose to be a podcaster. It's not my purpose to be a speaker. But then when you recognize the fact, oh, actually my purpose is helping people. My purpose is helping people live their best life. And those other things just become a way that we do that. You're right. That patience is so important not to rush, but just to let life unfurl itself. And I think the most important part is to know every single day, no matter where you're at, that where you're at is where you need to be. 
Yes, so, so true because we're always looking for the next thing. You know, we don't have the patience or the staying power just to sit in the mess and the mud in the middle to kind of get to where we are. And ultimately our purpose, whether it be helping, I mean, we are all here designed to help each other in some way, shape or form. I think that's just what humankind is all about. But the purpose really in life is discovering who you are. And then I think when you discover and know who you are, you then have that insight to then go and, you know, support others in their journey. Yep. Spot on. Okay. So we're at the pointy end right now. How do you help people really find out who they are? Yes. So ultimately, I really like work with people to kind of, I guess, understand what their beliefs and their values are, and then really kind of starting to uncover what are theirs and what aren't theirs. And it's such a powerful process. You know what I mean? Like we are not our story. We are just stuck in patterns of behavior or actions or thoughts. And really those patterns determine the the decisions that we make. And those decisions really determine who we show up as, like as in our identity or our personality. And most of us kind of stay in that state of, I guess, we hold ourselves in the limiting mindset rather than kind of taking us to that infinite mindset or more conscious. So our unconscious behaviors and more conscious behaviors. Well, the unconscious behaviors are the ones that are having the greatest impact on our lives, aren't they? How do we really start to change those to move us where we want to go? Yeah. So, I mean, self-awareness is the biggest key, right? Once we become aware of them. And I think this is the biggest thing is that most of us don't actually take the time to kind of sit down and go through the bullshit of, well, is this my belief? Is it not my belief? So I think awareness is the first step. And then with awareness, it's like really about committing to creating that change and that change is definitely not comfortable we resist it and we kind of you know we dance with it I know for me it's been years of I know I said earlier it's like I had the courage to kind of step up in business and do the next thing and then it's like I something would happen I'd go back into those old beliefs so it's like a constant dance between being who you think you need to be and who you really are yep Tell me what you think about this, Nikki. Our mind plays tricks in us all the time. It's so influenced by so many factors. And it's not always true. In fact, a lot of times it's telling a whole lot of bullshit. Any belief that I'm not good enough is a lie. Now, I might believe that lie, but it's still a lie. Any belief that I'm not lovable, any belief that I'm not capable, any belief that whatever is not necessarily true. And so we can't trust our thoughts always. We can't trust our mind. Which is hard because that's what we've got. We're with ourselves 24-7 and it's talking to us 24-7. So if we're focused on our thoughts, we're going to be in all sorts of trouble. And this is something I'm only really just starting to get my head around. And this is why I want to get your perspective on this. The one thing that never, ever, ever lies to us is our body. The feelings that we experience. What we feel is truth. We all have values and our body will tell us when we're aligned to those values and it will also tell us when we're not aligned to those values. I mean, when we're doing something that's in conflict with our values, there's always a physical reaction to that. Like you get this feeling in the pit of your gut that this is not right or you get this anxiety or this stress 
that's your body saying, hey, you need to listen to me, not your brain. Yeah, I think like we forget our brains are pretty stupid, really. We have a million thoughts going through our minds all at once. But what you said is like, it's that feeling, it's that intuition, like deep down, your body is responding to everything that is happening in and within you. And I think a lot of, you know, and I take this as yoga and I put it into what I do today to help people is like, we really have to master our inner world, right? We can't control the external world. And so really we are in control of our minds. Like, and I think it all starts with the self-talk, not the shit that comes out of our mouth, but the things that we repeat to ourselves over and over again, the inner talk. And the intuition, like trusting the feelings that you have, because I think, you know, I don't know about you, but I know for most of the time, like when things went wrong, I'd just be like, oh, damn, I should have trusted my intuition. Like I knew this was going to happen. So it's like, I was just going against what felt natural to me. And it was ultimately continuing to show me that I wasn't listening. And that's the reality, isn't it? If we continue to ignore our body and that intuition, there's going to be a mess. There is always going to be a mess. And if you continue to ignore it, that mess is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until finally you don't ignore it anymore. That could be a health crisis. That could be financial crisis. That could be a relationship crisis. That could be a whole range of things. But if you continue to disregard that feeling, that inner, what you're talking about, that inner feeling of, I have values and I have an identity. And if I don't live aligned to those values or that identity, my body's going to scream at me and I just need to listen to it and act accordingly. And I love what you just said. You said aligning to this and that really is what it's about, right? Like the power of alignment is when you align your thoughts, your actions, your behaviors, your emotions with who you really are, like at your core, as in the essence and the soul, like when you take it that little bit deeper in your connection to all life. So, okay, this is the big question. Nikki, people I know are sitting there going, okay, how do I find this? How do I really get to know who I am deep in the core? That's how you help people, right? That's one of the things you do. You help people tap in, understand, accept who they are, correct? Yeah, I sure do. How do people reach out to you and say, help me, Nikki? Yeah, so I guess the easiest way is probably just on social media. They can find me on Instagram and Facebook at I am Nikki Barry. And there it will lead you to there's free meditations, there is free guides, you know, because ultimately, like it's our habits that create the experience that we're having. So there's tips in there for habits that you can start to change and programs, or if people just want to connect. Awesome. Nikki, thank you for being so open, vulnerable, and honest with me today. As I said at the start of this podcast, I really don't know where it's going to go. And I didn't expect it to go where it went, but I'm glad it did. And I'm glad you are courageous enough and open enough to share everything you shared. It's a very important message that I really hope people get. You're with yourself until you're not around anymore. And if you don't love who you are for who you are, because of who you are, then it's going to be a pretty miserable existence. So get to love the person that you are because you are amazing. You are unique. You are you. And you're not perfect. None of us are, but you are absolutely you. And so Nikki Barry, thank you so much for your time. It's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you very much, Andrew. 
incredibly powerful conversation with Nikki Barry. And while I do feel pretty bad that I did get it to the point of tears, I didn't mean to, but I think there's something powerful when someone speaks and gets emotional. It means it's important to them and it's meaningful to them. And I think that moment with Nikki and her dad represented self-acceptance represented a place where she was ready to just be who she was and not worry about what other people thought. And isn't it amazing when you finally let go of that need to impress and to be someone you're not, when you finally just accept yourself for who you are, you are enough. You are always enough. And I love that. This has been such a wonderful conversation. And I really want to encourage you to spend some time here. And if you need help, reach out to Nikki because she's someone who can really help you get to that place of peace and joy and passion and purpose. So if you do want to reach out to Nikki, the best way to do it is social media. You can get to her on Instagram at I am Nikki Barry or on Facebook at I am Nikki Barry. There's plenty of ways you can reach out to her. You can get her on LinkedIn as well, but reach out and see how she can help you in your journey to be the best version of yourself you can be because my friend absolutely you are enough so thanks so much to nikki barry thanks to jeff and the team at hexcom for sponsoring the podcast it's so good to have a sponsor who we're on the same page both of our missions are to help people live their best life and wake up every day and be purposeful and love life every aspect of life so Hexcom is a wonderful app, which I want to encourage you to have a look at, to discover and see how that can add some value to your life. Wonderful to be here again this week. It was an incredible conversation, no doubt about it. I'll be back again next week with another fabulous guest. Please join me. Please share this podcast. This stuff that is coming out of my guests is so incredibly important and it needs to be heard by every single human being. So please help me get that message out to the world. Please be with me next week. I will be back. My name's Andrew Jobling. This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. 